Do you wish you could operate more strategically? Has your boss ever said that you need to be more strategic? Or have you ever wondered what on earth it even means to be strategic? Welcome to The Strategic Leader, the podcast that helps you to be naturally strategic with me, Gemma Bullivant, and my co-host, Fiona Craig. Strategy has become over-engineered and over-complicated to the point many of us think it's something far too clever or complex to ever master. But this is simply untrue and we'll explore why. We'll demystify strategy, share practical tips to enable you to be naturally more strategic, to operate with more impact and sit at the top table with confidence. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Strategic Leader. Morning, Gemma. Morning, Fee. Today we're going to be talking about the question that kicked this whole thing off, really, which is why are we even talking about thinking strategically? Where did this whole idea come from? Have you come across, either in your own career or the people that you've been working with, this need to get more strategic? Where where has it come from in your experience? Yes, I have. And I think a simple answer to that is that it's in each and every job description, set of leadership competencies, set of expectations in any business that the more senior the role, the more strategic you're expected to operate. I think that's a really good summary. Um, I have people that I work with, and you'll be exactly the same people that you coach who either recognize the need internally to become more strategic or are told in order to progress, you need to get more strategic, you need to hone your strategic thinking skills. So it's a given really, isn't it, as you work your way through the corporate structure. I guess unless you're going to be a specialist in in some area, if you're going to work your way through the middle of a business, large or small, you need to be able to think strategically. The closer you get to the top of the tree, the more strategic you have to be. I know you've got a fabulous model for thinking about the layers, and let's come on to that in a moment. But I guess I wanted to just split out one of the key things about strategy, which is important to think about. It's kind of two halves, I think. Strategy has two halves. One is creating the strategy in the first place. And there are people in the business that will be responsible for doing that. It's not the kind of thing that happens every day. It should be set and it should be not necessarily set in concrete, but set in something very, very firm because the strategy shouldn't be changing all the time or it's really difficult to work with. But there's a piece of work to define it. And I know in other episodes, we talk about the notion of choosing a spot on the horizon and working towards it, a North Star that we're working towards. We shouldn't be re-choosing that every five minutes. It should be Uh, it should be really stable. So there's the work of defining the strategy in the first place. Then there is the work of implementing that strategy. And most of us will be involved in that second half of it, implementing that strategy. But it is more complex than that, which is why I think your model helps a lot. But it's important for us to think there are two different parts, designing the strategy and then following it and making it real. We yeah. often we often hear people say, oh, strategy, it's something that goes in a document, it writes, it goes in a document and then gets put in a drawer, uh, which is like, yes, that happens all the time. That's designing the strategy and then putting it in a drawer, quite literally. The implementation is critical. You can't have one without the other. If you design your strategy 
and then don't implement it, you might as well have not designed it in the first place. If you try and implement without actually having designed it intentionally in the first place, then you're just chasing your tail. You're just going round in circles. So reasons why we need to get more strategic and acknowledge that thinking strategically is one of those core elements of becoming more senior. There is an expectation on us that we need to do it. Sometimes we're told it. Sometimes we recognize it ourselves. But where does that, the more senior you get, the more strategic you have to be? Uh, how does that How does that work, Gem, as you go through your career? Where do most roles or where do many roles fit on that spectrum? Okay, well, I think that a really helpful way of thinking about this is to actually look at job evaluation or job levelling as a principle for how you organize roles in a business. So as you know, I'm from an HR background. So this is my this is my stuff. This is my space. But every organization, once you've got a certain number of roles in the organization, has this, whether it's articulated or not, because it comes with the whole package of having roles that offer different services to that business and are actually working Um, in different ways for that business. A job levelling methodology, in really simple terms, there's loads of different ways of doing this, but really, really simply, if you imagine that your organisation has got five levels, the very top level, so let's call that level five, the very top level, that's your executive team. They are the ones who are in the board meetings, the, the executive meetings, They are absolutely the ones who have got their eyes on the horizon. Their focus is long term. They would usually have a sort of a this year focus, but it's with a view to actually more like a two, three, five year. Where is this business going? So that's that level five. To be at that level, you do need to be able to think about things with that future focus, as we've talked about in in previous episodes. You do need to think about the breadth. You need to be able to look at the whole organisation. The level that sits underneath that, you might call it the head of department. It might span some diverse areas. So, for example, from an HR perspective, if you've got your head of HR, they may have not only the HR operations functions, but perhaps learning and development, perhaps recruitment, other. So there might be some like mini mini functions, but they're broadly related to your functional area. They are translating that strategy into the local strategies that are needed and the local actions that are needed. They're kind of really working with a bit of a future focus, but they're starting to pull back into what do I need to do now to deliver that future focus. The next layer down would be your manager layer, and that manager would really be focusing quite on the here and now. But what they're doing is they're saying, okay, so we've got that strategy, we've got those actions, I now need to figure out how each of my team members are going to deliver against that. And then levels one and two are your delivery teams. So they are literally working on the here and now. They're the ones that have got their eyes on the feet. Level one would be a sort of a a less experienced version or a less specialist version of a level two. But effectively, both one and two are core delivery. Three is in that manager layer. Four is in that head of department layer. And five is in that executive layer. Now, if you hold that frame as your reference point, 
when we talk about strategic thinking, we can start to really see how you shift as you move through an organization from having your eyes at the feet, being an expert in the actual thing that you do and the here and now. And you've talked before about this is what's on my desk and I'm going to complete this thing that's on my desk and then I'm going to sort of, that's my job done. Through to as you get more senior, you actually have to figure out what's going on that desk in the first place. You have to actually identify the direction of travel. You have to, you know, figure out what you need to do, why you need to do it and when you need to do it by. Progressively, as you move through those senior ranks, that is dialing up that that need for more strategic thinking than you have previously. Does that explain? It does. It it explains it really well. So let me just play that back to you then. At level five, C-suite kind of level, they are the ones that are designing that strategy. Level four, heads of, is more around translating that from an idea, from a concept into some kind of reality. Level three would be uh, the beginning of implementation. How how are we going to do that? Uh, Level two, therefore, becomes a real delivery focused level and level one, again, still within delivery, but maybe even to the extent of kind of following, following the orders or following the the process that has already been laid down. Mm -hmm. So yeah, absolutely. You can see as you work your way up through those ranks, uh, you become closer and closer to the point where you are working much more conceptually with that strategy as you get to the top. So that's what the organization demands of you. What are you demanding of yourself? If you have a notion that you want to progress through the ranks of your or indeed any other kind of organization, then in the same way that leadership skills become an absolute given, strategic thinking becomes something that you will have to wrap your head around if you want to work your way towards the top. And if you have your eyes on the C-suite or director level, then strategic thinking is something that definitely needs to be tackled at some point. And I know we coach various people who have recognized that this is something they find difficult or this is something they're going to have to ramp up. And that's really largely why we're putting this podcast together, isn't it? Mm, Yes. One thing that I think we maybe underestimate is that strategic thinking is something that you can do at any of those levels. Yes. The extent to which you've got strategic influence in a business at the lower levels is is valid because your your role in that organization at those junior levels is to effectively get stuff done in the here and now but there is absolutely nothing stopping you from understanding the strategic reasons why that thing that you're doing is important There is nothing stopping you from being curious about the overall direction of travel of the business. And it's simply that the the requirement for you to think in that way isn't there in, in quite the same way as it is when you're in a more strategic role. But you can actually be a quite strategic thinker at a junior level. It's just that the influence isn't there because it's not part of your your role. Another way of looking at that, of course, is if we think about um, employee engagement, one of the things we know about about engagement and motivation is that if we know the reason why we're doing something, we are more likely to do it well, do it with greater effort and do it in a more 
engaged and happy state than if we are literally robotically doing something without knowing the purpose and the reason why. So there's a there's already evidence there that even at the junior levels, you have got an appreciation of the strategic importance of, of any particular kind of area. I think that's, as you've just been talking, Gemma, I've written down a level one. You do need, you you can certainly have that strategic awareness. I know that there is a strategy here and I know what it is through moving up to an understanding. I understand how this works and I understand how it affects the choices we make up through to influence up to level five c-suite you have strategic responsibility so your engagement with that strategy shifts as you go up those levels but absolutely awareness that it's a thing you know there will be one there certainly should be one let's ask to see it if uh, if we if we don't get exposed to that strategy at a junior level so yeah that's that's a great idea and i think to pick up on your point around motivation if we think about dan pink's work on motivation in in his book drive mastery autonomy and purpose the purpose is why is why does this organization exist what are we here to do is a is a hugely important thing for anybody in the business to get their head around and it becomes more and more important as you go up through the ranks and you can flex your strategic muscle uh, to you know (laughs) in in terms of you know, when you're in a more junior role, you still can start to think about things in quite a strategic way. And what that will do is it will help to normalise the idea of strategy and the idea of strategic thinking before it becomes this thing that only the senior people, only the clever people, only the people that get all these complicated models can actually apply themselves to do. Because as you get closer to that, it becomes more and more of an expectation of you yeah. to start applying that. So start building in some of that uh, strategic outlook and the curiosity and the questions that we've talked about to help build that capability in the early days. That's a big thing. I, I mentor quite a lot of people in the first part of their career, and I always say to them two things, get close to the strategy and get close to the money, because those those were understanding what the strategy is and and the kind of language that's used and equally understanding how the business makes money, which sometimes isn't always obvious when you're at a quite uh, a junior level at the beginning of your career. But understanding that, showing an interest in it, being curious about it, I think is a route to promotion. It's one of those supporting pillars mm-hmm. of getting promoted all the way through is asking questions about it, knowing that it's there. Like you say, maybe you don't have influence, but you do need to uh, demonstrate that understanding. Mm, so we talked about it as as a requirement for for shifting up the business i guess to break that down then into into another thought as you become more senior you start to represent your part of the business more in conversations with other parts of the business so let's say you're in the hr function and you are representing hr round a table whether it's a board table or just a meeting where other parts of the business are present so you might have sales in there you might have operations you might have marketing you might have data and technology. As you become more strategic, you are shifting your focus away from just your area, from just the HR area, into the business focus, which is a broader area. And being able to focus on what is the business here to do? What does the business need? Rather than what is HR here to do and what does HR need will allow you to enter 
more effectively into conversations with other parts of the business. So why do we need to think more strategically as we become more senior? It's because we have to put the interests of the business above the interests of HR or, or, or the team that we happen to be in. And we have to really shift our perspective from our own silo, because let's face it, sometimes we are siloed in certain organisations, from our own discipline into a blend of disciplines. We have to be able to share our point of view with all the other different disciplines. We also have to be able to accommodate their points of view. So it does demand that we raise our thinking up out of the detail of what we've got on our plate and what our teams have got on our plates and raise our thinking up to more principle level, more strategic level, in order to have those conversations with other parts of the business. Because Mm -hmm. often it's not relevant, it's not useful, it's not helpful to bring too much of the detail of your area into those conversations where plenty of other disciplines uh, or business units are represented. So being more strategic is getting more headline, is getting more top line, is getting more big picture. And it is necessary generally when you're talking outside of your business area. Definitely. And what was occurring to me as you were just talking through all of that was really early in my career, there's a really tangible example of how you can operate quite strategically, even when you don't have that strategic influence at that table. There were opportunities that I took to interconnect with other departments and one example this was with marketing when I worked at Channel 4 I remember running a recruitment campaign now this is back in the days when you know you put your put your job adverts in a newspaper so there'll be some younger younger listeners who may think that's a bit weird but we put our job adverts in Monday's Guardian and you had to actually think about artwork you had to think about what the advert was saying and it had to represent the organization so I was sitting there as a lowly level one to level two HR professional thinking I probably need to go and talk to marketing about this because mm-hmm. this is this is this is their bag too. Branding and, was, wants to know about that. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. And um, to cut a long story short, what we ended up agreeing was that we would run with an image that re- was relevant to a big new documentary series that they were about to sort of publicize and launch mm. that related in some way to the job advert. And it was incredibly powerful and it actually worked really well. But what it was doing was it was saying, look, if we're going to spend however many thousand pounds putting an advert in a newspaper for a job advert, let's make it work twice for us by also helping to lift the visibility of this particular uh, documentary. Uh, That came to mind because actually, when you think about it, that's an example of being strategic quite early on or doing something, just a a small action that actually you could describe as quite a strategic action to do. You could absolutely, because you are thinking more broadly than just my job here is to get the advert in the paper because I want people to apply for it. And thinking what I'm doing is putting Channel 4 in the public eye. Yeah. Which is a much bigger thing to be thinking about and therefore has lots of different implications on it. Yeah, absolutely. 
that's a great example. I can share an example of where I haven't got that right, of where I had I had opportunities that I didn't take. I remember when I joined my first senior leadership team, which was probably about 2004. So, I mean, that feels like forever ago. My first senior leadership team, and I was the marketing representative on that team. And I wasn't thinking strategically enough at that level for all kinds of reasons. And we'll talk about some of those reasons in other podcasts. I remember focusing very heavily on the detail of what was important to me and my team and what we were doing and getting into quite a lot of technical detail that other people around that table didn't understand and certainly didn't care about. And I was demonstrating in spectacular style my absolute laser focus on my own part of the business. I was losing them. They were getting bored. They were going, well, clearly she's she's kind of lost the point of why we're having this conversation, which is marketing really only exists in relation to the business as a whole. And that was the conversation I should have been having. I shouldn't have been going down to nth amount of detail in how we were planning our campaigns and what adverts we were putting in what newspapers on what days. I didn't raise my thinking up enough and it prevented me from entering that conversation at the level I should have done with other parts of the business. So you've got a great example there. I've got a great example of what not to do. Mm. Um, Why do we need it? It enables us to have broader conversations focused on the business as an entity, not my department as an entity. And that breadth question is probably something we'll we'll come back to again. But that's, I suppose, when we think about where we sit in the organisation and where we're expected to get increasingly more strategic, as I think we've probably just sort of touched on there, there is nothing stopping you from actually exercising that as you move through rather than waiting for it to be in your job description. Because yep. I think if we do that, we are normalising it as a, a way of being we are normalising it. We are doing our job better. And as you said earlier, probably accelerating our career because we'll get noticed. We're asking the right questions. We're adding more value to the role that we're doing. But importantly as well, we are removing that fear and we're also helping ourselves recognise that we can and are being strategic in, in the way that we operate. So I think that's actually a really useful place for us to sort of round off this particular conversation and take us through to another conversation in the future plenty more to come on uh, how we actually go about doing that wonderful thanks jim Thank you for listening to this episode of The Strategic Leader. If you liked the episode, please subscribe to access more of our recordings. And if you think it'd be useful for someone else, please forward to them and leave a review. We base our content on questions we are regularly asked and what you want to know more about. So please do email us with any questions or comments to Gemma at gemmabullivant.co.uk. And remember, you're already being more strategic than you realise.